0: Again, Dwayne Brummett here
1: with Allie dot schoolonertalk.com. Allie, good to be with you, sir. Yeah, you as well, Dwayne. Awesome. I, I'm excited always when we get to talk. You know, it's kind of like my therapy session in a way and a way to talk to like-minded people, you know, if that makes sense and be on there and, uh, you know, just chatting with somebody I, I know. So thanks for letting me be a part of this with you and, you know, us doing it together. Yeah, I absolutely have a good time, man. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. So, um so we have an interesting call today, right? I mean, we were going to talk about um that old saying, you know, that old uh, Well, uh, I, I was going to ask you, you know, because you titled
0: this today when the coach is ready the student will appear. And and that's the opposite
1: of what we normally hear. So, why did you choose that t- uh, that title? Well, well, what do you mean the opposite? What, what do you mean by that? Like, I well, isn't so, it usually that the that you know when the
0: student is ready, the teacher appears or the coach appears? But in this, we're yeah. saying you know when the coach is ready, the student will appear.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I think though, for me, I you know, coaching is a two sided coin, right? And I think that you know, yes, the client has to be ready to understand the lessons, but the coach also has to recognize, and, and we're talking about how someone could get the most out of their coaching, right? A lot, a lot of, it, you know, when I first started, when you first started, we're talking 20-plus years ago or more um, in the martial art industry, really there wasn't much available to us, you know. The only thing out there, and it was controversial at the time, was kind of like NAPMA and maybe one or two – Korean organizations that were more privatized. They were open to the public, but, you know, you kind of had to be within their organization to really benefit mostly. So there wasn't right. a lot of information, right? I mean, so we basically figured it out on our own through the school of hard knocks. We made our mistakes. We learned the business. We incorporated other business plans and, and systems into the martial arts and so if it worked. Um, nowadays, everywhere you turn, if anyone has any small period of time that they're a success, four years and they're having a good run and they're doing really well at their school. All of a sudden they're a coach and they're selling their product. I mean, I've seen so many coaches come and go that have had successful schools that are out of business. You know, it's hard to last 26 years and stay relevant. Um, Not only in the martial art industry, but just changing with the times and, and, and reinventing yourself continuously Um, there's a great book called Good to Great and it talks about how many businesses fail, which ones succeed to five years. Out of that, how many fail after 10? How many fail to, and hardly any of them get to the 25 silver anniversary, right? That's not easy. It's, it's a struggle. Um, so, so again, when are the people ready to learn and when are the coaches are, how can these coaches help the client? That's, that was my twist on that.
0: Um, so, with, with that, uh, what do you, I, I guess, what, you know, what do you mean, you know, the coach is ready? Um, and I, I mean, I, 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 for the sake of our viewers, I know what you mean. But when you say, you know, when the coach is ready, the student will appear, what, what do you mean when the coach is ready? I think well, I got a little
1: bit from your intro, but let's dive in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, and this is not to be negative, I think that there are certain people out there that shouldn't be coaching. Um, I think that there are certain people out there that do coach that are qualified to coach but don't know how to coach. Like, for example, there are a few major companies that are out there that have a big, you know, in, the, in our industry that do coaching and it's nothing more than them taking, you know, uh, this envelope and recycling it and pushing it across the table and giving them that information. Um, and, uh, everyone's getting the same info, the same, same signature of, of, you know, or the same branding or whatever it is. And it's very generic and it's not made for, for the school. So certain people will succeed. Certain people will fail. And I think it's all on the coach's shoulders when that happens. Um, You know, but then again, not all, you know, let's just say it's 50-50, but sometimes coaches want it to be, you know, 10% them, 90% client, right? But it is a 50-50 relationship. But sometimes the coach is just recycling the same old garbage over and over and over again and not really looking at the person, the student, right? Because isn't every student different? You know what I mean? Like, you know, isn't every student that, that, you know, uh, a special case, or uh, a special learning program, or, or you treat them a specific way to get them to learn. I think that's the problem with our our society today in public schools, that we treat everybody the same. What do you think? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, No, I, I totally agree with that. Um,
0: I, I would say that there was probably a time that I thought, because I had uh, – some success that I actually could have coached and I, you know, looking back at that, at those times, I, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't do it um, mm-hmm. early, on, early on because I, I would not have been a good coach. Um, right. Uh, I, 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 I think I would have been one of those coaches, like you said, that just uh, shovel the information that, you know, regurgitate what I've already heard and right. um, now, with that being said, some business uh, structural things are the same from martial right. arts school to martial arts school to martial arts school. Uh-huh. So can that be regurgitated? Certainly. Right. But to have a, um, you know, a one-on-one rapport with that individual and to know and understand uh, that particular brand. Of, right. You know, uh, for that school uh, is, is really important. And, and, uh, that's you know that's when I, I think you know that you're a good coach is when you can jump from brand to brand, um, or even industry to industry, right? To 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 be able to do that. Like so, for instance, I just took on uh, a coaching client, and uh, it's a one-on-one coaching client. He's not in the martial arts industry. He owns uh, a chiropractic, um, uh, you know, uh, office, and this is this is not my first chiropractor that I've worked with. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he finally bit the bullet and was like, okay, I'll pay you. And, and, you know, some of the structural things, like I said before, are, doesn't matter whether you're in the martial arts or chiropractic, just the the niceties of business are the niceties of business, the important pieces there. But I have to understand his brand. He's not just a chiropractor. You know, he yeah. does acupuncture, he does massage therapy, he, you yeah. know, so there's different aspects inside of his business. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I honestly could not have done that 10 years ago. There'd have been no way yeah. that even right. though I may have had success in my business, there's no way that I could have transferred the understanding of that success to another industry. Well, probably not even our own industry uh, very well, but then to do that into another industry is a whole different deal
1: yeah and i and I agree with you there are you know the good thing about a chiropractic is it's it's the, there's so many similarities to a martial arts school It's personality driven because you have to have a relationship with that client um it is uh you know it is a retention based because if they don't have a good service experience, they're most probably not going to be coming back on a regular basis and they'll cancel it, you have to educate the clientele at what you're doing, so there are so many things that they need to be doing. Um, that we do in our schools. I mean, I have to say I've run many businesses in my life from tile setting to carpet cleaning to all sorts of things um, to uh, landscape construction, jewelry sales, all this stuff. Very similar when you're running a business, period. How to market, how to get clients, how to sell. But there are certain things that are very unique to our industry. And I was just talking to another business yesterday in reference to social media. And um, I was trying to Tell them about our industry, why it's so unique like for example um, without our clients some of them sometimes they they will um You know, sign up for a program, let's say, and they're gung-ho, but they're so busy being in the hamster wheel every day, they don't get enough time or they don't allow themselves and set enough time to work on the systems and their business and what they signed up for. So month one goes by, they don't use it. Month two goes by. Month three goes by, they don't use it. Now they start saying, hey, I'm paying for something that's not benefiting me. Rather than saying, hey, I'm paying for something, I better use it, right? So then what do they do? Normally they'll go, yeah, I'm going to cancel right now, I don't have the time. So five months later, they're back in the same boat. The only thing they did differently was they made a decision and wasted money to be able to get information that they never used, right? It's almost like going to class, and I find this happens quite often too with martial artists and, and parents. They send their kids to class unprepared. Then they get mad at you because they have too much pressure on themselves during the, the day and the week um, to remember too many things. So they're mad at you because you have a requirement that you want them to wear their uniform and bring their gear to class. Yet it only takes three or four minutes before they leave to the class to look at the calendar and say, oh, what do I need? Package it together and come prepared right? But they're so busy being in, caught in the hamster wheel that they end up not doing it. Same thing with coaching clients, you know, same thing with people who sign up for programs. I mean, you and I have done this before, too. I remember buying Bob Alexander's $1,000 series of cassette tapes with like, you know, 60 tapes on how to run whatever, how to be a better teacher, and never opened it out of the cellophane package. Now, cassette tape, when I finally got around to opening it, cassette tapes. I didn't even have a cassette player anymore. I had to try to buy one, find one online so that I could listen to the tapes. I ended up just getting rid of it saying, I'll just rebuy it on CD. I never did. So, so I'm, you know, I've done it before too. So, how do we become, you know, what are some suggestions you have and thoughts on how to take advantage of, of coaching, of, of lessons in life and in business?
0: Well, <laughs> Uh, boy um well here's the first thing is number 1 uh you know for for us as in let's just talk martial arts industry right now you know for us as martial arts uh, industry individuals uh do i think that you uh should have just a coach that's in the martial arts industry um yeah i i not solely but i think partly yes you should um you know i've had uh you know coaches inside of the industry. I've had coaches outside of the industry for specific things. But I guess what I do personally is I look at what is it that I need to learn, and then I go and find the person that I feel is best to teach me that, um, and also the person that I connect to with. So, yeah. you know, but before, but before getting into the position that I'm in today, I don't mean that I know it all now. But there was a lot of things that I didn't know, kind of like what we talk about, you don't know what you right, don't know. Right, So having a really good, solid coach inside the martial arts industry will enlighten you to the things that you didn't even know or the questions you didn't even know you were supposed to ask. Right. Um, which is quite interesting because I remember one of the coaches that I asked, uh, I asked a question to, I said, I said to him, I said, now look, I said, I just want to know what did you do when you were in my situation, like my point in life, when you had your two kids and you had your, you know, your wife and, uh, you were working every night and like, how did you, how did you balance everything? Forget about, uh, the, you know, the, the marketing and all the stuff that's working for you now. Like, what did you do then? And what would you do then what you know now? Cause sometimes, right sometimes you wouldn't do what you do now right? because you can't because you haven't reached that level yet. So I yeah. asked him that question, and the funny thing was is he goes, you know, he goes, in all my years of coaching, I've not had anybody ever ask me that question. He said, that's a phenomenal right. question. He goes, yeah. usually everybody's saying, you know, what are you doing right now? What's working right now? What can I? Yeah, How do I get and more
1: students? <laughs> how, do, how do I get I wanna... the first question?
0: <laughs> I want to know what the heck can I do to make sure that my life is not a mess and still keep my family together and my business together, you know, because at that time in my life, everything was just a, uh, everything was a jumbled mess um, at that time. So I think number one is you have to know at least a little bit what you want as, uh, you know, as a business owner. And I think it's important to connect with that individual and make sure that your value system or systems uh, align with them. Right. Do I believe, you know, can you buy coaching out of a box? I I think so. I think you can buy some coaching out of a box. If you want to learn how to do uh YouTube uh, marketing, if you want to learn how to do Facebook marketing and mm-hmm. can, yes, of course you can buy those things right. out of a box, but there's some coaching you just can't buy out of a box.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Um, and that's a great, great comment and a great lesson for everyone to hear. Um, Yeah, we have an online coaching program, you and I. Um, There's not as much interaction in the beginner levels, right? It's basic, basic. uh, you know, uh, they they get, you know, what we put out, and then they can come on our calls and and so on. Then we have multiple tiers within our coaching program. Um, The higher they go, the more access possibly they may want to um, have with interaction with you and I. So they they all work. Um, Here's my one suggestion, and and by the way, I agree with everything you said. Um, I wish I knew – then what I know now, because you know where I'd be now, I'd be light years ahead of where I am now, right, right you know, so right yeah I, I, you know when we build muscles, whether they be physical muscles or self defense muscles where someone raises their hand and you just block automatically right um, those come from practice, and that when a a business owner's been in business for twenty six years like myself and been through struggles and trials and tribulations ups and downs, issues with staff and employees and parents and whatever the case may be, I have a very large toolbox of experience to share with others. Now, a new guy may say to me, hey, what would you do? At, and I had this happen today on one of my coaching calls on um, what would you do when you go in and do a visit to the school system? He, uh, this client of mine has uh, like six grades, 150 kids that he's going to reach out to. And we talked about, and I'm like just rattling things off because I've done it so many times, right?
0: right now, right. he could
1: have, he could have researched, and went on YouTube or Facebook or wherever and found information, but it would have took forever with me. I could just like it's second nature to me. Right. You know, so um, I almost have like my buddy and I go to lunch. It's kind of, we should record it one day. And it's kind of comical because it's like scenario a, we don't even go through the whole story, you know, because we, we know the same situation happens at his school, at your school in you know Illinois, right. another guy in Florida, another guy in Australia. It's the same, same situation. So a good coach will help, fast track you past all that. Like, I'm going to give you one example of, of one thing that I found. When I first started getting involved with buying real estate, um, I had once asked a guy who was very wealthy from real estate, and I said, you know, what's the easiest way to get a mortgage? He says, don't get one. And I said, well, what do you mean? He, he, I, I need a mortgage. I, how do I buy it? He said, have you ever asked the person who's selling their property if they wanted to do financing themselves? And I said, No. My realtor, no, no one taught me that. He goes, well, this is what you want to do. You want to see if they own the house in full. They might not need the money. They might want to reinvest it and take that money, and they might hold the note for you. They might hold the mortgage for you. And I said, uh, wow, I, I never thought of that. And I ended up going on to purchase multiple homes. I, I bought a ranch upstate where they held the mortgage for me. Um, I bought buildings that way where I never even dealt with a bank. And now those buildings since then have been paid in full, because I had less interest to pay, less, you know, fees, less, no closing costs, all this stuff went away. And all I asked the guy a a simple question and he gave me an answer that literally saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars because he had muscles in and mental muscles in that industry. And it was like second nature to him. He was just like, why would anyone do it any other way? I mean, if you have to you do it, but why wouldn't you do it this way first? And I'm like, Holy crow, So it's however you have experience. And, and, you know, that's why I laugh sometimes, uh, you know, when a parent and I try to give them advice on parenting or martial arts and they sometimes yes me to death and ignore me. Like, you know, do (laughs) do, do you go to the expert and say, and how many people do that in psychology? They go to psychiatrists and psychologists and they sit with them and they recommend, you know, do this, do that. And then the person doesn't do it yet. They never get better and they stay in the same rut they're in for their whole lives because, it seems to me like maybe they don't want to heal, or maybe they don't have the strength to do it, et cetera, et cetera. So, what are your thoughts? Well, I was going to say real quickly
0: that uh, you know reminds me of one of the quotes that uh, Zig Ziglar always used to say was uh, you know a message can travel around the world uh, in a matter of seconds, but it always you know sometimes it takes uh, years before it penetrates that last three oh my goodness, of an inch, which yeah. is the brain. So yeah, well, I'll give you, I'll give you. Sometimes
1: it doesn't. Right. Sometimes it doesn't penetrate through that quarter of it. That's all it takes. That last final quarter of an inch. And it's enough to block off the entire message.
0: Right. Well, I'll give you a for instance. OK, so um, I, I and I and I apologize. I know some of you are watching the Facebook Live and I'm you know, having my head down and I was actually looking at my phone uh, because I had a um, an individual who owns a CrossFit studio about nine months ago. Uh, one of, one of my former second degree black belts is doing CrossFit with them. And, and they were, you know, they were talking with him about business. He's like, Hey, why don't you talk to, to Dwayne about it? And so we got together. We talked briefly. They weren't, you know, I just kind of showed them a little bit what I do, what I would, you know, uh, the service that I would offer and what have you. So nine months later, you know, she's meeting with me. I met with her last week. She had to talk to her partner. Um, she just texted me or she just emailed me yesterday, and I just texted back today and said, "Hey, uh, we can meet at at three thirty today. We're going to meet at three thirty today. They're ready to move forward, but it's unbelievable took them, It took them that long to um, you know get to that position now to to make that decision now some of that was they had they had you know um, putting food on your table. <laughs> Uh, is, is, a, is a great motivator sometimes. Right. You, don't have a, you don't have enough money to make ends meet and, uh, and, I, and that was one of the things that I talked with her about. I said, I understand, you know, paying me is, you're going to have to rob Peter to pay Paul basically, and um, you know, in order to do that, but if you and I said, I know this sounds self-serving, but if you look at this as an investment as opposed to a cost you know, if I can return to you what you're going to pay, um, you know, and I don't mean over time like over 12 months. I just mean, you know, within the next 60 to 90 days, right? You can easily pay for for my fees, and then yeah. on top of that, you're going to make more. Um yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? You know, I I I just to kind of prove to her that you know, uh, I I told her, and I haven't given her any of it, but I I asked her if they have a phone script. Right. You know, and uh, no, we don't I, I'm the one that answers the phones. I said, well you, right. you probably you yourself probably do have a phone script, uh, but you, you don't know whether it works or doesn't work. Um, right. you're not tracking anything, you yeah. don't know. And so we went through some things. I discussed some things with her and, and she was amazed at just some of the, the simplest things, how it can have such a grander effect later right. on if that makes sense.
1: dude, it makes total sense to you and I. Um, and this is where the problem is. Like, I did a a Facebook Live yesterday, and I talked about the OODA loop. It's a military term. Um, Most people don't know it. Some have heard it. I talk about it all the time. It's OODA, observe, orientate, decide, and act. Most people are really good at observing. Some are even good at orientating, meaning figuring out what they're seeing. Oh, there's a bird on a telephone pole, right? That's easy, right? And then they go, you know, but the decision part, is the hardest, and then the action is even harder. We call it the execution gap, you and I, where it takes from here to here is only like five inches. However, um, getting from here to here, from the decision to the action, sometimes is difficult. Think about all the people that joined the gym on, in January and never go to the gym. I haven't been to the gym in a long time. I, 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 it bores me, right? But I want to get back there, and I've been saying, I've, it's on my list of goals right on my wall, get to the gym. Um, I'd rather do yoga and martial arts and, and walk and do that kind of stuff. However, um, you know, sometimes the decision and action is is only four inches apart, but it's like light years for most, right? So I always say, too, people will say to me, I, I don't know if I can afford you to coach me. And I said, you, "You, I will give you one idea that I guarantee you will make you money for the rest of your life as long as you do it, right? And all you got to do is get involved with it and actually put it into place. I have people well, that can – yeah. I, I I even said that to her
0: I said you know imagine this phone script that I'm going to give you and then you just plug and play your information you know how much how much right. money I've spent to uh, develop it and hone it the studying that went behind it the right you know speakers or books and things that I had to get in order to it, it you know it's
1: <laughs> well dude that, that pay that's, for itself. The other day, here's the interesting thing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I had an issue in my school where, I, you know, I'm a uniform freak, and I want people to wear their full uniform. And I had an issue, and I'll quickly, briefly, you know, I, I told the grandparents the kid didn't have their uniform. The kid ended up crying. Everyone hates me now in the family. They quit my school. I'm an evil – I'm like Darth Vader of the martial arts because I asked them to wear their uniform, Right. However, um, it's very easy to say it's my fault because I was mean and I asked rather than saying, well, this would be a good lesson for my child and for me to make sure that we're prepared to have the uniform. So it's very easy to say it's your fault versus like how can I learn from this situation, right? So no matter who's right or wrong, how can I learn from this? If someone's mean to me, how can I learn from it? If someone tells me I'm a failure. I once had a friend. A good friend of mine, and um, back in the day, he came to my school and he said to me, so in my class, I had like 30 insane, crazy people beating each other up on the hardwood floor, breaking the holes in the walls. And after he was done, he said, that was really cool. He said, but how many people are you helping and how many people are you hurting? Because I bet you half of those people won't last and half of the people that come in never will stay. And I was a little offended by it. But when I went home and really thought about it, he was totally right. By my methodology, I was hurting more people than helping. But he opened my eyes to change my entire world. And it was so, so important. um, And, uh, you know, and so on. So, um, and James, I I got wearing a uniform is not an issue. That's the problem. You know, for me, um, it's the way you have to act in the martial arts. Yet this family was unprepared. And the, and the way I asked, and, and I didn't ask meanly or in any way, uh, but it, it, the grandparents upset the kid, and then they were mad at me because it was their fault. They were mad at me, and that's just what happens, you know. So, um, but anyway, without that well, being said. I I was going to say real quickly
0: he, no, that people don't take responsibility anymore. That's where the problem is. Right. Totally. Without a
1: doubt. Uh, oh, so what someone said, what I wanted for my coach, somebody that can role play with me and my program directs so they could know what it, I have it right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really, really important. I think, Robert, that's a big thing. Um, one of yeah, let things, me shout out at Robert, too. Hi, Robert. You know him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Robert. Um so, uh, so uh, and James said, uh, you know, James said that, you know, what could he do to get better coaching or, or to, to overcome that issue of complacency and being, um, you, know, uh, you know, getting information and not putting it into action, right? So here's my one suggestion. Number one is that we, we have to have accountability. I have a, a client right now that is going through some personal struggles in his life, and I asked him at the end of the call, because, you know, I know how it is to have personal struggles and then you get your coach on top of you. And then all of a sudden that person ends up hating me. Um, You know, so uh, I I always ask him at the end of every call, are you still okay with me pushing you and being on top of you? And he says, yes, please do it. Um, Because I want to make sure that they're not going to, it's not going to backfire on me. and, And then I lose them as a client. and They lose me as a coach. Right. So it's very, very important for us to realize that, you know, for one, you have to take the coach's advice. You can't take it and put it in your brain and jumble it up and only pick out pieces of it. Try to actually listen to the coach. And if it's a good coach like you and I, Dwayne, <laughs> a little plug there, um, is that uh, I personally pretend like it's my business that I'm involved with. I don't say, yeah. hey, Dwayne, here's some stuff that you could do in your business. I quite often have to correct myself and say, when we do this and when we have an event at your school and when we sell this and when we change that and, and, and that kind of thing, I keep, my headphone keeps falling out of my ear, so I hate these little things. It must be the shape of my ear. It keeps falling out. But, um, so, so when I coach, I coach from the, the mind, mindset that I'm running the business with that person. The only thing that I don't do is make the money from running the business, but I treat it as if I did. You know, what events are we going to do, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it. So you've got to trust your coach. You've got to have a coach that you could feel safe with and talk about anything and also trust them enough to listen to them as an expert rather than just hear them and pick what you want and then do what you want. Does that, does that sound right? Well, certainly I
0: got, I had a a coaching call last night. Uh, We do it later after their classes and um, you know, they're, they're buying out the owner. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you remember Andrew. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so they're buying out, uh, they're buying out the owner and, you know, he, he finally, you know, he, he texted me last week and he goes, Hey, I wanted to let you know that I put my big boy pants on and I, uh, you know, I texted the owner that I want to buy, you know, that I want to move forward and buy it from him. And this is the price that I gave him and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, and then we, you know, I was able to call him real quick and say, Hey, you know, what, and I gave him parameters, you know, what's the highest you're going to go? I know you started out at this, you know, and we had already prior to that worked on, you know, what, what we thought the business was actually worth. Right. And, and, and what have you. And so we were able to go through and talk through things and, 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 and work that out. And that's beautiful because, you know, it's, uh, I, I personally went through this already. I, I had partners, and I bought out my partners. So to be able to share right. the, the, the screw-ups that I, I – because I paid my partners way too much right uh, for what, what – you know it was it worth it, quote-unquote, uh, in the end now, where it's, the studio is at now? Certainly it is. But it wasn't right. worth it at that point. Right. And I, right. I definitely – yes, I definitely could have got it for cheaper. But well, I was well, dumb. Were, I was young. You know, I had to make those mistakes.
1: There's a perfect example. Uh, Most probably you would have never thought to get a coach, right? So because you didn't have a business yet, right? So but yet if you had a coach like you, you probably would have saved a fortune on your business and then started off correctly from day number one, right? It's almost like going to the gym and you watch those funny videos of people swinging their weights and doing all these crazy things the wrong way on the machines and people make fun of them. And they think that they're doing it. They spend. I know people that spend years in the gym and they look worse than the day they came in, right? And and it's because they don't have a proper trainer. They're not doing it correctly. They don't understand um, the simple facts that another person that is trained does. So um, that's why these crazy celebrity fitness trainers that get like people like you know J Lo and and you know uh, all these stars to lose weight and get in the most amazing shape in a short amount of time because they have methods that work well. Right, and they understand the human body and that person and their genetics and so on. So we, we yeah, well, you, you, you do you, that. I want to be, I want to be Wolverine, man. I want you, Jack. Yeah, I want his. You know. <laughs> that, that dude. But, but you know what's funny? That dude will go from being fat and overweight in a in a role to being chiseled and ripped like six months later. Right. You know, right. How does how does he do that? Lose like sixty pounds and then become chiseled and ripped in six months? Not, not by what? himself. Yeah, well, he's got a coach, right? And he's got someone that knows what, what he's doing. I mean, and, and, he's, and by the way, he's 100% disciplined and focused, right? Certainly. So, you know, there's a whole difference, too. And, and again, um, that, uh, you know, a few people uh, will do that, you know, that we coach, business owners and so on. So, um, but others may not. They may just take what you have, pay for the program, not use it, use pieces of it, and then and then not get the results that they could. That, that yeah you know, that's a struggle and that's the
0: you, the humanity part of us i think you know where we uh, we like the information but, but we don't follow through or we like the information but uh, i want to put my own twist to it rather than you know hey the um, the wheel is round it's round for a reason let's let's not have it square you know um, we know that the square doesn't work so why try to
1: reinvent
0: it let's with the round wheel.
1: Right, right, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, and, and, you know, it's interesting. Like, are we always trying to reinvent the wheel? Are we always trying to come up with the next bell and whistle? Are we always trying to figure out the newest, coolest thing? Like, I'll say, listen, technology is a great thing. It's also a bad thing, right? So, you know, having, having everything automated is great as long as you're doing it and utilizing it and working it. But you can't just set it up and ignore it and think that your life is fixed. Right. You, you have to analyze it and make sure it's doing the right thing. You're getting the results that you want, because sometimes just sliding over from your desk to the computer doesn't mean that the task is completed properly. So we have to really you know, there's a lot of tweaking and looking and fixing and monitoring. Um, automation won't save your life. Right. So that's not the only thing that you, you have to follow. You're good at automation, but you also stay on top of it.
0: Try to, yeah. yeah. Um, it, Ryan, said, Ryan said here that uh, you don't buy a McDonald's and uh, uh, change the McNuggets. <laughs> That's true, right? That's true. And I don't, I you know, don't think hey, you're allowed to. No, you're not. You're not. Well, right. I'm, I'm curious with the, uh, you know, the live listeners that we have on Facebook Live, um, you know, what is it that, that you look for or that you would look for in a coach? I'm just kind of curious, if they... If somebody wants to, you know, type that out, I, well, I would well, like to James, hear from Well, James,
1: James actually just wrote that before you asked it. He said to me, "It said on here, I'm 50% with you on this, but people have to make sure that it also fits with their vision." Um, however, um, okay, I would say I'm 50% in agreement with that statement because sometimes your vision isn't necessarily the right vision because you come to something with a limited perspective, right? So I have clients that it took me years to get them to finally open their minds and do things. And, and I slowly, softly encourage them and, and work with them to change uh, their mindset. And then eventually now they're talking like I am going like, yeah, I don't know why I didn't listen to you three years ago. I'd be right now in a different place. So sometimes it takes, it's an example. Um, and it takes a small amount of time, but if you open your eyes to things quicker and try it and, and, and you know, make it suit you, you know, don't, if you don't believe in contracts, don't do contracts just because people say if you still are totally in a disagreement of it, you can't do it because if you don't believe in it, don't do it. Right. But um, I believe that you have to have an open mind to listen to the expert because you're not the expert or else you wouldn't be asking the expert's advice. Uh, it, does that make does that make sense, Dwayne? And, you know, it does. Well, J- James, is,
0: he says specifically he's talking about, for example, I don't believe in cold calls. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, I, I don't well, open what up is, the phone book to do. A, yeah. Do what a is cold a cold call? call? What's the definition right, but of, I do of have a cold here's call? What I, here's, here's what I call cold calls is, and I call them suspects. Suspect to me is anybody that um, we gather their information, but yet they weren't searching for us. So what I mean by that is, uh, a birthday party, uh, field trip, um, you know, a booth that we're at or whatever. Right. All of those to me are cold leads. Uh, we do call them. I, I, I have a specific regiment on what we do, but. I also am not the, the type of school owner that I call until you die or until you, you tell me don't call me anymore either. Um, I have a specific way that I do it. Uh, we do three phone calls, um, and that's it. And if I do have your, your uh, uh, information, uh, obviously, you know, I will uh, quarterly follow up with you. But other than that,
1: I, I, don't, I don't bother you. Now, uh, well, James well you, and I, eat, eat. you and I disagree on that to some extent, but, you know, I get it, and I understand where you're at, and we will call forever. However, I have people that we've been calling for four or five months. They've never once answered the phone, so they got us on caller ID, and they're not responding. I wish they would just pick up and say I'm not interested so we don't call them anymore, but I have had people that say I'm glad you keep on calling because mm-hmm. we're ready to come in now, so that's part of it. But, James, explain a little bit more. Calling leads to close a deal. You don't, you're against that? You don't believe in calling leads to close a deal? Could you give me a well, year or an a? Or yeah, well here, here, yeah, and here's the deal. See, we've got
0: to make sure we're operating on the same um, uh, definition. What what are you considering a lead? Um, because to me, just so you everybody knows, a lead to me is somebody that's actually doing a trial. Right. Um, and if and if that's what you're doing, then yeah, we're gonna call those individuals. Um, but I, I those individuals I only call up to five times. So they've done a right. trial they have they haven't they didn't come in for their um you know their uh uh follow up meeting and uh, we're going to call them up to five times. So I guess what we have to make sure is you know we understand the definition of these words prior to actually answering those questions if that makes yeah.
1: sense. Um yeah. before we get into that
0: Ryan did say he did he did answer the question that uh, you know what he's looking for, you know in a coach obviously is experienced, successful and where he wants to be. Uh, so the, the, the person that's coaching Ryan, you know, needs to have experience in what, you know, Ryan wants to learn, needs to be successful. Probably, and I would say, and I know, Ryan, I'm, I might be putting words in your mouth, but successful in many different areas, not just in business in and of itself, although that's probably primary, but then where you want to be, where you want to be uh, mentally, emotionally, socially, uh, you know, um, monetarily, those type of things. And, and, again, I might be putting words in your, in your mouth, Ryan, but that's kind of the way I'm reading it.
1: Yeah. Well, Ryan, Ryan said experience successful where he wants to be in life. And, you know, like, so not a guy that's at his level, but somebody who may be able to help him grow to where he wants to be his future, you know, his future uh, goals. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, Ryan is an awesome business owner. Um, I've, I've watched him grow. Um, and, and he's, uh, he went from being, I, I forget what his, his actual job was, but he was like some sort of scientist in a laboratory figuring things out, and uh, he eventually went full-time, and now he owns multiple businesses, has investments in real estate, owns I Love Kickboxing franchise, and he's a, a consummate entrepreneur, um, and always trying to improve uh, and, and so on. So I know, Dwayne, you have a, only a short amount of time today. We had to end on the quarter hour. Um, you know, James wrote, I don't like to pressure people into joining my organization. It doesn't start the relationship off right. And then he wrote something else to, I'm having a hard time seeing it. Oh, I put service first, relationships over profit. Well, James, I, I think we all do. I think that's naturally the goal, right? I mean, if we're not doing what you just said, you're really not in the business for the right reasons. And most probably you'll be building your business on a house of cards where eventually it will come crumbling down. Like I just recently told people, like I, I I consider all my students part of my dojo family, and I constantly want to grow, um, you know, and work with those students and change their lives forever. There's not a part of me in my life that I feel is um, disingenuous, that I I want them to be amazing at everything that they do. Um, So I think all of us, the majority of martial arts schools do. Um, so I get what you're saying. I really do. I I think though, that you could probably achieve the same thing and maybe be a little bit more aggressive as far as getting people in the door. But, um, anyway, long story short, I think that's amazing. And, uh, and I, I like your morals and your integrity.
0: I was going to say, I agree with James. I am not a pressure person at all. I don't, I do not try. I used to, I do not try to talk people into the program because if the experience that they had from the trial and all the other things that go along with it didn't make them say yes, I'm not, I don't want them to say yes. But I will tell you that the majority of the individuals say, man, I would love to do it. I just cannot afford it. And, uh, you know, we charge, um, we charge $149 a month for our base price, uh, for our base program. So, I, I know that if they say they can't afford it, they probably can't afford it. And I'm not going to – I don't want them to get into, you know, going to hock uh, to do it. And if things change, they'll, they'll come in. And if they don't, you know, I understand. Not everybody's going to be able to afford my product, um, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, however, though, Dwayne, can I comment on that? You and I both know the most, the most used objection is I don't know if I can afford it, right? Yeah. Right. They, right. Then, right. They, then they say, "Let me check my calendar." And they pull out their nine hundred dollar iPhone, or or you look at them jumping into their Lexus and driving off into the sunset. So sometimes it's a matter of uh, you know getting them pr- to prioritize. Like I had a mom. Uh, I just spoke with her yesterday, and she was telling my program manager that when their renewal's up in January, they're not sure if they're going to renew because um, because they're so busy with other things. So I said, "Listen, I got to talk to this mom," and I pulled her off to the side yesterday and. Um, She uh, basically told me the same thing. And then I pointed out, like, what's more important, martial arts or kicking a soccer ball around? How much has your son grown compared to how he's grown in soccer? What has he learned, life lessons in dojo, and what did he learn in soccer? And all of a sudden, it clicked. And she's like, yeah, I should probably just cut out some of the other stuff, right? I'm like, duh. Right. You know, so um, we make sure that they, uh, you know, that they understand the prioritization of something that's more important. Right. Do, do we eat dessert and cookies and cake and candy before we eat our dinner? No, not all the time, you know, uh, sometimes, but not all the time. Right. So um, anyway, so uh, Paul wrote, I can I find that they can afford it. They just don't want to. Uh, the same people that talk down in price are the ones vacationing in Rome. I, I do agree with that to some extent. And Paul lives in an area where other schools are charging a third of what he's charging or, or half of what he's charging. And he's signing people up left and right. And people want to know why. And his school's growing. Paul's like 22 years old and he's running a professional martial arts school for a living. And it's his own school um, or tw- 23 or something like that. But he's doing really, really well. And um, yeah, it really all depends on, you know, your sales, and, and I get what you're saying. So I know you have to wrap it up. Do you have anything to close it up with?
0: Well, let's, let's, that's okay. Let's answer some of these questions here or, or talk about them real quick. Okay. James just posted, he says, uh, what we, uh, we post our rates and everything. I want uh, people to know uh, what they're getting into. We are completely transparent. And, again, that is, you know, your prerogative. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, at all. Uh, we, don't, we don't post them, but we don't, we don't hide them either. We do tell people uh, right up front.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm from the old school of like, you know, people ask me what the prices are. Um, I try to get them to come into the school first. Um, you know, there are other schools that say tell them the price right off the bat to decide whether they can afford it. But I think people will probably, you know, their, their, their first inclination is to say, how much is it? When they really don't even know why they're asking that question. You know, I had, I had someone the other day from my kickboxing program said, oh, that's really expensive. And I said, compared to what? And they said, oh, I don't know. I mean, compared to other kickboxing programs or compared to anything else? Well, no, I, I mean, just sounded expensive. Like, but is it really for your health and your physical being and your well-being, is that expensive? No, not really, I guess, that you pointed out. And, you know, and that's it, question over. So it really all depends on those questions. But I like, I like James's philosophy and, and, you know, him um, you know, being able to be transparent and be honest, it, it saves a lot of headaches in the long run. But at the same time, um, we don't ever, we don't have hidden prices and hidden fees and things that we don't tell our people about and so on. Um, Kira's, she's from Colorado and she trains in and teaches in a very traditional karate program with an amazing instructor in Colorado. Um, it's not affording it. If the person can see the value of the program, a lot of people are sold right there. You can. You have to be sure that you're showing the value. I agree. I mean, it's martial arts is life changing. No one in the world would argue that fact if they stayed with it long enough to recognize the the benefits. So, super super important. Um, you know, again, you know, so so let's quickly go back to coaching, right? So, this is what we would be doing as coaches, right? Trying to find the happy medium ground. Like, if I was coaching James, I would try to find out what his his belief systems are. And what he won't bend from, that he believes in, it's his morals, it's his true north, we call it, right? What he believes it to be. And anything that you go against that would probably offend him or upset him. Um, But I would try to find that happy medium and try to help implement and institute little things that might help him be more successful in what he does in his belief system, right? That's the ultimate goal. And that's where I usually work with my clients the best is finding what suits them. So anyway, that, that's a good thing. We've got a lot of feedback today. It's pretty awesome. A lot of comments, a lot of people on here. Um, I'm excited about the following, Dwayne, and people that are, keep coming to us. Uh, if I may mention or you may mention just our program real quickly, you know, if people want to, you know, they could tune in, by the way, for free. We have these podcasts recorded. We have 145 of them, right? Today was our 145th one. On, uh, um, on School Owner Talk. and 142nd, 142nd. 142nd, uh, 142, 142 podcasts that we have. Um, so that's enough to make you want to shoot yourself with all of listen to us every, every week. But you could do it for almost a year straight if you keep going. Um, anyway, uh, and, and then also, too, we have this online program that's very affordable, very inexpensive that is called Next Level School Owner Club. And uh, it's really a mindset. It's not a program. It's a mindset of like-minded school owners, and we share with them um, systems and products and items that they could plug right into their school, irrelevant of the style. And, um, and they could utilize this program and, uh, and make a 100 times back, maybe 1,000 times back on their investment. So that's a quick selfless plug, but I feel that we don't do enough of that. You know, we're sharing, but we're not giving people enough information to become part of our program so that that's you could go check that out at nextlevelschoolownerclub.com, N-L-S-O-C dot com. Um, yeah, James, I was going to James- say, it's not, it's, it's not
0: nextlevelschoolownerclub.com.
1: It's N-L-S-O-C dot com. And James, thanks, right. man. We appreciate you being on the call with us. Thanks for your input, too, because we value your opinion and your thoughts. So thanks for being here. Share this with others. So Dwayne, anything else to close
0: it up? Um, no, no, I think we're good. I just want to remind everybody that, um, you know, we're, uh, uh, you know, the, the podcast, if you want to listen to any of the other podcasts or subscribe, you can go to, um, Uh, that, uh, that's all there. And, um, you know, we have some, I'm trying to look it up right now. We have some webinars that are on there. They're replays. They're not live, but you certainly can, can take a look at those. One is the, uh, uh, six steps to implementation you know you really want to get yeah. crap done uh you want to you want to get to that one and uh you yeah know, see what that's all about so just go to uh, next level or excuse me uh to get that information right. and then i was going to say too uh we have uh I, every month we have you know i would say what about 150 at least Every single month uh, of the the downloads for the uh, martial arts business manifesto, and right. uh, you can get that in- information again at uh, school and a club. Or excuse me, next level. What is it? Yeah, school owner talk. School owner talk. Right, talk. right right school owner i'm talk sitting there worried all, i'm sitting there worried about my next appointment because yeah yeah we're go to, well, time. let's
1: let's close it up but everybody school owner club uh, next level school owner club is nlsoc.com that's the one that you could join and become a part of the other one is schoolownertalk.com and that's where you could get all our podcasts downloaded on your iOS devices your smartphone um, be be alerted every time a new podcast comes out you could listen to it And then, uh, you know, we we um, we have all on the different programs, all the stuff kind of intermixes where you could get whatever free stuff and the manifesto and all that stuff um, available to you. So, Dwayne, we'll let you get going to your appointment, man. And we'll we'll have everybody on next week, this week. I'm away visiting my daughter up at college at family family weekend. So I'm excited about that. And uh, and yeah, so uh, we're going to have a good weekend and uh, everyone be safe. Uh, enjoy, grow your businesses, teach with passion, share what you know, and and don't quit and don't give up because we uh, martial arts school owners are the sages of the future. They're really helping people keep, uh, keep the world together. All right. Thanks, Allie. Take care, Dwayne. See you soon.